Who is the biggest dynasty buy for the Detroit Lions, and is there value to be had in this offense? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, everybody. I am Kate Madjuke. You could follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow him on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Of course, give the show a follow. Hit that subscribe button so you never miss a show. We're continuing on with our awesome team previews. Dynasty dynasty buys and sells. Uh, every Everything in between. Uh, we are breaking down every single NFL team. And uh, we're, we're going to have your... Dynasty roster is better off for it. Today, Marcus, we're going to be talking about one of my favorite, like, scrappy teams in the mm. NFC. I'm really feeling the Detroit Lions, but I'm going to be honest, Marcus, I struggled a little bit to identify my buys and sells. So I'm going to need your help navigating this offense because while I, I think there's a lot of things to like about this team, about the, the, overall situation the overall direction they're going in i think that it's kind of a but we don't know we don't know we don't know uh yeah it is tough uh, but i do have a couple of players that i really like and that i'm trying to buy right now and let's just kind of go ahead and get right into it for me my dynasty buy is jared goff i'm currently on dynasty league football his average ranking uh, is 20 quarterback 29 his ADP is actually lower than that there's just not a lot of people that are excited about uh Jared Goff and listen I I, I get it I, I understand he's not the sexiest quarterback out there but I do well, think I, that, I mean plenty of people think he's got some sex appeal I mean he's got the the smooth hair okay. uh, yes he's got yes the smile um that, that he's a very good looking quarterback i will i will say that um no but i i just don't think they believe he is a guy that will do a lot for you but here's here's what it comes down for me i thought he looked better in the second half of the season and he played better the more he got comfortable and it was a change in scenery not playing with sean McVay over the last five games kate 11 touchdowns, two interceptions, a passer rating of 107, yards per attempt, and adjusted yards per attempt, both over seven. Uh, they actually won three of their last five games. He had a massive game against the Cardinals as well. He finished as quarterback 24 last year, despite missing, I believe, four starts due to injury or uh, due to COVID. Um so I, I think there's a chance that he's a little bit better than that this year. They did add Jamison Williams in the draft. They did add DJ Chark. The offensive line should be really good. They should be a pretty balanced offense with DeAndre Swift. Is it all that crazy, Kate, to think he could finish as quarterback 18 this year? And the fact that you can get him as quarterback 29 means it's a big value for me. No, I think he is probably one of these perfect uh, like super flex values that you're just going to, again, leave in your quarterback slot uh, or in your super flex spot. And he might get you like 15 points in a few weeks, but there's a good chance that you're going to have at least like maybe five or six weeks where he's putting up 25 plus. Um, sure. I, I really actually uh, I like this pick here. 
Because I, I do think that, you know, for the kind of premium that quarterbacks are at, we do tend to uh, pivot away from guys like Jared Goff. Obviously, there's lots of uncertainty there. But looking over his last two seasons, 2019 and 2020, average 19 PPR points, or I say PPR, it doesn't really matter for quarterbacks, yeah, but yeah. Uh, average 19 points per game and really just was solid. Uh, was a QB one in almost half of his starts at that time. I think that for the value you're getting him at, um, you know, the improvement you see overall in the offense, hopefully we'll have a, a healthy DeAndre Swift who can fill in as a, as another top receiving option. I think this is a really interesting dynasty buy, and I'm kind of, I don't know, I might be sending some offers today. Okay, in the, the batch of May ADP that we had, startup dynasty leagues, he was going after quarterbacks like Sam Howell, Jack Cohen, Skylar Thompson, Carson Strong. Carson Strong was an undrafted free agent who we don't what even know if he's going to make the, make the Eagles Skylar roster. Skylar, who is that? Skylar Thompson, uh, seventh round pick for the Dolphins. Jared Goff is going to be the starter this year for the Lions, and there's a good chance that he's the starter next year for them as well. And he's only 27 years old. He's a former number one overall pick, which means he's going to get a million opportunities. Even if this doesn't work out in Detroit, you can guarantee that he's going to get another shot either in a quarterback competition or just flat out as a starter somewhere else. I don't think he's a backup quarterback in the league. I just don't think he's a top 15, top 16 quarterback. Still, there's value to be had here when it comes to Jared Galf. I think that's fair. I like that. Okay. Uh, all right, good. I'm, I'm glad that we are in agreement there. If you're in a super flex league and you just want a solid quarterback that can be like a placeholder until you get something better, go out and get Jared Goff. The, the, the trades right now that you're seeing for him are absolutely stupid. I feel like, like that's how NFL nothing. teams are also approaching it uh, with Jared Goff. Like, hey, if you are uh, just needing a quarterback to hold you over, uh, go out and, and sign Jared Goff. Like, that's the the perspective that dynasty managers should have on Jared Goff is probably how the lions are looking at Jared Goff. Like he's, he's solid enough to hold us over and he's yeah, good enough for it, your dynasty team too. And we've seen quarterbacks like that stay in the NFL a long time. I mean, one of those guys is Ryan Fitzpatrick who just recently retired, right? I don't think there's a big difference in, in terms of actual ability between Goff and Fitzpatrick and Fitzpatrick was in the league forever. Um, really quickly. So some trades that have, currently happened on Dynasty League football for Jared Goff. These are all super flex leagues. Uh, Jared Goff for pick 304 in this year's rookie draft. Jared Goff for a fourth round pick in 2024, uh, a third round pick in 2024. I mean, it's just, it's at Jared Goff for Johnny Smith in a, uh, in a super flex league. Jared Goff for Tyler Beatty in a fourth round pick in 2023. He's so wow. cheap right now, Kate. That's pretty incredible. And I will say, I, um, I I think all of those are trades that I would do in about a quarter of a second. Now, what is the most you would be willing to trade for Jared Goff? Can you give us a um, give us a pick, like a rookie pick in terms of 2023, yeah. and then give us one uh, player who maybe people are more excited about that you'd be willing to send for Jared Goff? How about that? Yeah, I, I, th I think if you're in a super flex league, I'm not opposed to giving up a mid second round pick for Jared Goff, right? Because it, if you, if you don't do that, you're going to be overdrafting guys like 
Malik Willis and Desmond Ritter, and you're hoping that those guys can eventually start. But uh, that's kind of the, the range where I at least have to think about it. But, Kate, for me, like Carson Wentz, Baker Mayfield, even Ryan Tannehill, maybe a little bit, those are all quarterbacks wow. that I would at least have to consider taking golf over. Yeah. And I mean, it, the nice thing is if you're seeking any of, or see if you have any of those quarterbacks and you want to trade for Jared Goff, you should be able to get some Goff plus, and that'll be yes. a, a nice surplus for you. So I'm, oh. I'm all about that. All right, let's, uh, let's do our dynasty sell for the lions. But before we do that, I want to tell you about blue Nile, whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. Blue Nile will then handcraft a perfect engagement ring, with each ring being one of a kind. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and Lockdown Dynasty listeners. Get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement Use promo code LOCKDOWN. Again, promo code LOCKDOWN. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and it arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueDial.com today. All right, Kate, your dynasty sell. Do you have one here? I'm going to go with a name that I think a lot of people actually like, and it's Amonra St. Brown, who, Mm -hmm. I mean, gosh, Marcus, if if you were in on him last year, and you held on to the bitter end, uh, you were handsomely rewarded for that. Uh, in the, the second half of the season, as we mentioned, Jared Goff uh, performed pretty well. Amonra St. Brown was right there alongside him. Uh, fourth round pick last year, a brother of uh, Equinemius St. Brown, who we all wanted to be a thing for just the longest time. We just love the St. Brown family. But yes, to close out the year, Week 13 on, didn't have a single game where he had fewer than 10 targets. Two back-to-back games, receiving yards, touchdown uh, in, what, I think five of six games to close out the year. Like, he ended the season really, really, really hot. And I, I've got nothing for but respect for that. I wasn't the biggest fan of Amon or St. Brown coming out of school. I think, uh, you know, coming out of USC, he's got the side, but really not the athlete that you would want him to be. Um, mm-hmm. He's got a fine broad drum. I don't think he's overly fast. He's not got, um, you know, necessarily the ideal height weight. He's just like, you know, looking at all of his measurables, not fantastic. Um, going back to what he did to USC, I didn't really like his hands, though we saw a lot of improvement. I think that I was impressed uh, with his hands hands in his first NL season, but throughout his college tenure, when I was watching tape, I had just some issues with the way he caught football. Uh, you know, wasn't really dominant by any stretch, but I, I think that this is kind of an interesting spot for under same. He's not being necessarily drafted as a wide receiver one by any stretch, uh, currently being drafted as wide receiver 37 in dynasty leagues. I'm looking at players going around him and I'm saying I think these guys have higher upside essentially for a monitor St. Brown you're hoping that uh, he continues to work out of the slot that worked well for him last Mm -hmm. year Uh, you're hoping that he 
repeats what he did last year. I'm not sure that we can hope for that, though, with a healthy DeAndre Swift, with a healthy Jamison Williams. I'm not sure just what the upside is. I don't think uh, the the target share is going to be there. I don't think he is going to be commanding 10 targets a game for the rest of his career. Yeah. I just, I, I think he's going to need the volume uh, to be able to sustain that kind of production that we saw to close out the season. I didn't like him enough as a prospect. And Marcus, some names going around him that I think are also interesting. Brandon Ayuk sitting at wide receiver 40. I'll take Brandon Ayuk yeah, over a minor St. Brown. We love, we love Brandon Ayuk. Yes, this is a this is a brand a Brandon Ayuk podcast. Um, how about uh, Juju Smith Schuster, wide receiver thirty four? I feel more strongly about Juju than you do, but twenty five years old, tied to Patrick Mahomes for at least this season, but could he could earn his way uh, to a second contract with the team yeah. if he puts up some solid numbers? I I, I like Amon Ross St. Brown more. Okay, all right. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I didn't that's... mean to burst your bubble. <laughs> That's no, I, I had to, I had to expect that. Um, that's fine. What about Miles Sanders? He's actually, this yeah. is crossing. Me Sanders. That's not here. even close for me. I, Kate, the, the problem is, is we saw like last year over the si- final six games, he had at least 10 targets in every game. It's, uh, it's just not realistic. Do you think that's, right? sus- do you think no, that's sustainable? No, no. And he's, he scored a touchdown in uh, five of those six games. He scored six total touchdowns. When they draft a Jameson Williams and you trade as much as they did to go get him, you sign DJ Chark to a big deal. They've already talked about using DeAndre Swift more as a receiver out of the slot. They want to be a little bit more ball control. There's just not enough passing attempts to go around for him to get 12 targets. And we even saw last year, Kate, like with the amount of volume that he was getting, he still was averaging under 11 yards per catch during that stretch. So he has to, he has to get the volume in order to be fantasy relevant. And this feels to me a lot like a Tyler Boyd situation where he's just a really good player, but because the efficiency isn't there, because the big plays aren't there, it's he kind of he's kind of in no man's land a little bit. So I, I agree with you. I think he's overvalued. Uh, again, Dynasty League football has him ranked as or, or as wide receiver 33. That just feels too too high for me. Yeah, even like a guy like Darnell Mooney, uh, yes. right around in the same range. Like, give me Darnell Mooney all day. Mike Williams, even who, I mean, we saw what he could do when he was getting the target share finally last season. Got his big contract. It I think fits the bill in terms of uh, what you want out of size, athleticism. I, like I think Mike Williams fits everything that you would uh, want out of a wide receiver, and I, you don't really have to spend up exactly. to get that it, kind of production and upside. Yeah, I agree. There's just players behind him with better value. Even somebody like Sky Moore being drafted after uh Amon Ross St. Brown. I just I, I like the prospect a little bit better. I like the situation better long term. Um he's somebody if you can get some people are still really excited about him. If you can get top 40 price for him and you can swap him for somebody with maybe a little bit better situation or maybe a little bit more athleticism. I think, I think you should do that. All right, let's uh, take one more quick break to tell you guys about bet online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. 
Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your best scores, podcasts, and news this season. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, Kate. Dynasty hold for the Detroit Lions. I've got a feeling that we have the same one here. Uh, But go ahead. Who's your dynasty hold? This one hurts my soul because I'm a huge fan of this player, but it's got to be TJ Hawkinson, Mm -hmm. who, though I love TJ Hawkinson, and I am still holding out hope. um, He's just too volatile. Yeah, He's not shown enough upside. But he's still being drafted as tight end five. We've saw mm-hmm. we've seen no drop in his value to uh, you know make up for some of that lack of upside, lack of production that we've seen. Again, in dynasty leagues, I'm still all in, but I want his price to drop a little bit. Uh, I'd like to see, and this is you know my pipe dream, but I I am not looking to move on from my shares because I think the upside's still there, but. In terms of buying more, I think tight end five feels like kind of a big, uh, a big jump for a guy that has one game of 100 receiving yards in his entire career. When it, Marcus, he's got all the opportunity in the world. Like there has been no wide receiver that he's really truly had to overcome. He's got the target share. He's got everything you want. It just hasn't necessarily translated and. I don't know, Marcus, I, I'm all in on continuing to give TJ Hawkinson some chances, but it does, it hurts. It hurts a little bit because I, it just hasn't been what we wanted. Uh, it hasn't been what we hoped 6.1 targets per game. That's the eighth most among tight ends, but he's still sitting around tight end 10 and we're still paying for a tight end five. Like, yeah. And I, there's a couple of tight ends that are being drafted behind him that I would just prefer. Um, and that includes Darren Waller, who I think is going to have a monster season. We've already seen him be a top three tight end. Dalton Schultz, who has outscored him in each of the last two seasons pretty easily. And then even your guy, Pat Fryermuth. Like I just, I, I think we're getting so attached to the, the draft capital here because the Lions spent a top pick on him because he's just a good football value. player. Like he, yeah, he is a good football player. Like he's a really good blocker and he's a pretty reliable receiver. It's just that's not what we're necessarily looking for in fantasy. We want somebody that's going to get a lot of volume and can create big plays and's going to get the touches in the red zone. He just hasn't done that yet. Over the last 2 years, he's averaging like 46 receiving yards per game. It's fine. It's fine. It's just why that's are we not paying? what I want when I'm paying for a Correct. tight the the tight end five. Correct. That's my biggest issue here. Again, comes down to the price, and I I can't remember who it was. I think it was Jeff Radcliffe, uh, who I believe is with full time or uh, Faith the Noise, uh, and he tweeted about like the average um, like age at which each position hits their stride. Tight ends, I don't think, uh, I think the number was right around like 29 years old. So there's, there's like, let's be clear. There's still plenty of time. We see that tight ends tend to develop a little bit later, unless you're Kyle Pitts and your predominant role is 
uh, playing wide receiver one for your respective team, mm-hmm. we see that tight ends tend to take a bit of time. Like George Kittle, I think uh, people tend to think he's a little bit younger because he's, uh, you know, not been uh, as uh, dominant for as long, but George Kittle is going to be 29 when we start the the next football season, like right, right hitting that stride. So I don't know, maybe George Kittle tight end one this year, who knows, but <laughs> TJ Hawkinson, like he's still, he's not even 25 yet. He'll be 25 to start the season. There's plenty of time. All of the things are right. Like, I think he's a, I think he's got the skill set. He's got the draft capital. He's got everything yep. you need, but worried. And, and part of the reason why we're holding him too is because after Waller, and you, you can talk about Schultz and Fryermuth, it's just we don't love any of those other options. Like, I don't know about you, but like Noah Fant doesn't do a lot for me. Albert O, o Cole Komet, Dawson Knox. I, I, at that point, I'd rather just hold on to him because he is very talented and he is a good player and he is young, as you mentioned. So I think we're just a little bit of a, in a holding pattern here to see what this year looks like. I, I've got a feeling, Kate, we're going to go one way or the other with him this year. Like he's not going to be tight end five or tight end six next year, right? If he has another year like he did this year, we're going to drop him way down and we're going to boost up guys like Fryer Muth and Dalton Schultz and Noah Fant over them because now it would be four years of very mediocre production. But there's a really good chance that he breaks out as well as he becomes the number one receiver in that offense now that he's going into year four. Um, so, yeah, I think hold on to him now. Let's see what the role looks like in the first month, two months of the season uh, before we uh, decide to move on from. Pat Fryer, oh, not Pat Fryer, excuse me, uh, TJ Hawkinson. Seasons. And to be clear, to be clear, if his price drops, I will probably pay. Cause I think I, this is just my projection for TJ Hawkinson. I think if he has another rough year, we're just going to do a whole flip. Like I think he's overvalued for what he's produced right now, but I do think if he lets people down one more time, yep, we're going to see that massive drop off. Like, I mean, like similar to a Johnu Smith who was being drafted as like a a top 10 tight end. And now people don't want to touch him with a 10 foot pole after exactly a yes. four showing. I think that's how we're going to overcorrect. And then that's the time to buy. But even if you're looking to move on, you've got to wait. He's got to have one big game that you could sell him after because this is just I, I don't know this. He's it's frustrating. He's a tough one. Yes, it's very frustrating. Um, all right, we want to thank you guys for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen of the day. Matt and Ryan will be back on Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, but we also want to tell you about the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft uh, that has been out. and it's, it's out and available on all podcast platforms. Search now for the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft and get over 50 insiders, the Odyssey Sports experts, the draft experts from the Locked On NBA Big Board. This five-episode Ultimate NBA Mock Draft is underway Make Ultimate NBA Mock Draft your second listen today as uh, I believe the draft is on Thursday. Big uh, big draft night in the NBA. So uh, you can follow the show, Lockdown Dynasty Football Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. You can check out the show on YouTube. Check us out on Twitter at Lockdown Dynasty. You can follow Kate at FFBallBlast, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. Enjoy your week. We'll see you guys next time.